Have you ever thought about being a spy when you were younger? Being part of a war with soldiers? Busting crime? Being a hero? Well, in the book I'll be discussing today, it will describe how that would be, and it isn't all that fun and glory you'd imagine. So here's a brief rundown of what the book is about. So Camp X Fool's Gold is a book about two brothers, Jack, who's 14 years old, and George, 12 years old, whose mother got kidnapped by mobsters. The mobsters ask Jack and George to sneak into Camp X with two of their men and steal the gold that's been stored there from England. The boys there were accompanied by Moose and Red, two mobsters that were sent to pick up the gold. They eventually reached the camp and get into the vault with the gold, but they got stopped. But then George and Jack were released, and they got to get their mother back from the mobsters who ended up getting arrested. Of course, I did leave details like missing, but like I'm not trying to spoil too much of it. But like a few more details to add, Moose is big, Red is tiny. I know that's not really sounding important, but I just thought I should mention it. Now let's get into some discussions. So the first thing I want to talk about here is like scenes that stick with the book. Like I think the scenes that just stick out from the rest are like when Jack was breaking down a bit and then like uh, another one was when George like just sort of smashes into the door to like stop the mobster from like shooting his mother because they were like supposed to make a plan and then George was just right in the way and he's like oh shoot I'm gonna get caught guess what I'm just gonna bash my head into a door and then knock him over and end up working so good for him but first part I want to talk about is uh like why Jack's starts breaking down why that was like important so like the reason it felt important is like he's the oldest and like he's been acting all so tough and strong and all that and he's been like he's like saying he can't be clumsy he's trying to be the man and uh like he's like mother's on the line i can't be making any mistakes like george like told him yo you forgot to get the, the like the number like how are we supposed to call if we don't have the number to guarantee or like to show them, hey, we're here, let's meet up. And he's like, shoot, I should be the, the independent one. I should be the leader here. My little brother's bossing me around. And it just felt different because like throughout the books, like the two other books, he was, he's been like calm and he hasn't been taking things so like to heart. And it, it just shows a different side of his character. And I just thought it was, it just stuck with me just because that's not the Jack I remember. I remember the, the hard, the man of steel type of Jack. And it just, it just felt different to me. So the reason why George throwing himself against the door was like a, a scene that just stuck with me is because how he's been the one who usually takes instructions from other people he isn't really the best under pressure like when he's thinking and he finally took charge of his own. Like this is him going through a change, finally believing in himself at least a tiny bit and being the big man. He usually acts for somebody else. Like he would do something since the other man is like incapable of doing it. But now like he now acted for himself and he didn't need confirmation from anybody. Uh, it just feels satisfying to see the underdog finally be the big hero. And uh, a way I thought of it, sort of, was, like, it's like Qui-Gon Jinn is Jack, 
and Obi-Wan is George. So, like, when they're fighting, uh, oh, I forgot who they're fighting. I don't know why I forgot, but, uh, when Qui-Gon Jinn became Qui-Gon Away, uh, Obi-Wan stepped up. Like, although luckily Jack didn't die, uh, I'm just, like, I'm just thinking how proud Jack would have been to see George save their mother. Though, of course, it would be, like, internally. Because he wouldn't actually be like, yo, bro, you're, like, super cool. Uh, I'm so proud of you. He'd be like, good job, bro, or something like that. And then he'd be like, wow, my young, my younger bro's becoming the man. And it, it just, I just thought it was pretty cool. So another thing I want to discuss is, like, characters that we love, besides, like, the main two characters. Like, the character I loved the most was Moose. So, like, Moose, he seems like such a nice guy. His partner, Red, is so annoying, and he's, like, super short from, like, how they how they describe him. And it's just sort of like that yin-yang type thing. You got the nice Moose and the, and the annoying Red. Uh, but, like, Red's the type of guy you imagine with, like, that New York Italian accent. And, like, sort of like a mafia boss, of course, but, like... Uh, he also is just like his ego is so fragile. It's just like, it's just annoying. And but then luckily Moose just completely counteracts that. He's like, he's helpful. He's there to keep Red in line. So like, instead of beating up on Jack, which Red started to do, Moose like slapped him around. So like Moose is just way nicer than Red. He showed some care into like making Jack and George like feel safe. And wanted to help, like, so, like, say they were, like, uh, they were going across, like, a little stream, and their boat wasn't, like, moving too fast. So, uh, Moose got out of the boat and helped them when Red was, like, I can't swim. Bro, you're, like, 45. You should know how to swim. I don't know how old they are, but he just gives me that vibe. But, like, uh... They could have been, like, thinking about it, Moose could have just been doing that just to give them a false sense of security. But I like to believe that uh, Moose wasn't just doing this to just say, hey, yo, you're feeling safe until we're going to have to shoot you. I just, I felt like he was going to be the one to save them. Like, uh, just, like, as soon as they were going to say, hey, we're done with you, we don't need you. I felt like he was going to pull a Mr. Crumb from the first book and leave them just because, hey, we like you. We're going to keep you alive because we like you. Uh, but yeah, he, he's just a character I love. Like, Sadly, uh, spoiler alert, he did die. Um, and sadly, Red lived. But uh, we take the time we have with the character and we just remember it. We hold on to it. <laughs> So my recommendations and my final thoughts of this book is like, I'd say the book is really good and the series is like a must read. These books like really give you that feeling of immersion and make you feel like you're living in the moment, like the seasons, the rooms, the outdoors, it all feels real. And it just makes you feel like it makes you all feel more real. It's, it's based off true places and events. So like this is based off of uh, uh, 
events in 19, well, around the 1940s, uh, since this is placed in World War II, uh, and the characters also feel real, like, their relationships as brothers really show, as you see more and more respect being put into George, the younger brother, also, it might be easier for me to see that, because I have two brothers, and I'm the youngest one, I sort of feel with, uh, with George a bit, uh, but yeah, the book is a really good book, I suggest reading the first two, uh, before this, uh, sadly, I did not have that luxury, I couldn't finish the second book, but, uh, I'd say I give this book like a a not eight eight point five out of ten, cause no one likes odd numbers. Actually, yeah, I'll just say eight eight point five out of ten. Let's just give it that. So yeah, that's my uh, my summary review. Uh, discussion of uh, Camp X Fool's Gold. I hope you enjoyed listening and I'll be sure to potentially do more. Who knows?